Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Can I start with a complaint about gay men? Oh, what, honestly, <laughs> there's no other way to walk into the energy of 2024 <laughs> than to start tearing down our own kind. I Something happened to be like pre-Christmas, and I just had the, a conversation that I'm like, I've had this conversation so many times. Went to a friend's birthday party that was like... Do I know the friend? Um, I think you have met him. Okay, great. But I don't know if you know him well. But Perfect. Um, anyway... It was a party where it was like mostly gay men and like... I have not been invited to those. Yeah. I mean, I barely do as well. But I had a conversation with a guy, like the very first thing he said, the first sentence he said to me. And I'm like, if you only knew how many times people have said, like gay men have said this to me, like it was like going around the circle introducing them and then he goes to me, oh, and I guess you're you're pretty funny. Or something, you know, like it was like rolling my eyes into the back of his head admitting that he'd seen my comedy before but wanted to nig me immediately and then I was like well I bet you're shit at being a vet which was his job you fucking, <laughs> you fucking stupid gay vet <laughs> you faggot vet cue <laughs> <laughs> <Up laughs> the theme song <laughs> Welcome to the very first episode of The Male Gaze for this year, the last year, 2024. Oh, the last year of Planet Earth? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I agree. I'm calling it early. Call me a fashion forecaster. Yeah. What's trending this year? The end of (laughs) existence. The end of time. Um, There's a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to pull the plug on the planet. And you know what? Usually I think it would be the environment that's going to get us first. No, I don't think. I think we'll get ourselves first. I think it's weapons. (laughs) I think think weapons will get us. I think weapons of mass destruction. (laughs) We're out. Um, Back on this sort of um, gaze of the worst thing, it's really interesting. I feel like what is interesting about this is that gay men sort of have always sort of self-proclaimed that how they are the best. Mm. Like we have the best fashion. We have we're the funniest in the office. We're this and we're so good at cooking and we're like nice to your mum and we look the best. And then the more and more I think about it, I'm like, I, I don't I'm not seeing that. Often that's not true. I don't I'm not seeing that. What I am seeing is like I don't know, like uh, Jacob Alordi. Yeah. Who is sort of really rumored to be He's got queer he's got, you know, queer energy but in, like, in some roles, but also is I think the, we're seeing... Is he the Leo of this gen? Uh, or is that Timothy Chalamet's the Leo of this gen? I think Chalamet is the Leo of our gen. And Jacob Lordy is the we're, Brad Pitt? We're, let's push this for a second. <laughs> sorry, to, sorry. To tear down the gay men and then we'll go into this because yeah, I feel like course, we could talk about this for hours. <laughs> and then we should discuss the salt burn of it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got a lot to say about salt Well, burn. not a lot, but I hated it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like... I, I do think we're sort of seeing the decline of the sort of gay elite energy. Like, I don't know, like, are you watching the season of Drag Race? I am. Okay. I am not. Yeah. But, and maybe that's just me not, like, wanting to support my own kind. But I just, ha- I haven't felt the, like... The need, the push. The, the push. Yeah. You know it. what? It's, it's pretty good. Is that? There's a queen called Nymphia Wind. I think she's... Gotta be one of the all-time greats. I think And there's a all-time new villain. That's yes, pro- what that's I what heard. you may have heard of, Plain Jane, who did say something on the first episode that made me spit out my drink. Really? Oh, that's exciting stuff. This queen was doing a really bad lip sync number where she did just pretended to cry, lip synced, and then held up signs saying protect queer art. I, I saw that. And well. then Plain Jane goes, Yeah, um, your talent can't be putting up posters. If if this is the queer art we're talking about, do we really care about protecting it? <laughs> 
And I was like... Do you agree? Yeah. I agree. I was like, legit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's that psychology of the thing that I'm like trying to pick at there of like sort of the lazy, um, like just like the poster of it all. Like I've mm. just... We're going to step it up. And I also think that attitude of like a gay man just sort of like weirdly being emotionally stunted to you at like... I mean, I have be- I'm having better conversations with straight men in a weird way. I know. Yeah, maybe- straight men are actually on the up. <laughs> On the, in a huge way, they're on the up. There was this huge, like, you know, we've been so critical on them for so long that mm. I think they were like, oh, maybe we should sort of somewhat think about what we're doing here. And then they sort of came, they relaunched. They relaunched. They've had a huge relaunch. And they are amazing. They're like the Stanley Cup of people. <laughs> <laughs> like, could not get enough straight men in my life. Yeah. And then I'm like, I look, to, I look toward my own community and think, come on. Do you know what one of the defining shifts I think has been is um, the shift from um, skinny jeans and tiny shorts to um, baggy efforts being in and the resistance of many gay men, I think, to turn, to go to wear anything baggy? You know what? Yes, I completely agree. Because I'm like, you're not even really like on the fashion, like... Front, frontier. Mm. You're like, yeah, you're you're sticking to the skinny jeans because you cannot let go of the idea that you've worked on so hard on those bodies. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you want your butt and your thighs to look. You want us to see that. And even that idea is like so tired. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, now so it's huge. So twenty twenty four, we it will we be the final year, and we cancel Kim in, and we lift up <laughs> straight men. Because <laughs> we were just talking outside as well about how um, comedy audiences and in that um, and outside is um, out of the pod. <laughs> yeah, out of the pod. So this is inside, and also outside of the building. And outside the building, yeah. <laughs> about how gay men go and see women. <laughs> Women go and see gay, gay men, men, but straight men go and see straight men. They actually yes. are the only audience supporting their own kind. They have this ability to like let go of the competitive like voice in their head. I guess because they're so used to watching each other do sports. Yeah, and cheer- and, and and that being an opportunity so to straight lift men each other are up. so good at lifting each other up. Mm. Gay men are so bad at it. We love to tear each other down. Like drag race is a great example of that. Yeah. Like how critical we are of those queens. I know. And when the, and to be honest, and when they do all lift each other up, when there's a season where there's no like we're like okay, <laughs> can't Waste you be time. mean to each other? <laughs> be a bitch, please. <laughs> I think it's this idea that gay men have to be like bitches. Yeah. I would love to actually. So, so one of my New Year's resolutions. <laughs> okay. One of mine is. Um, is this was this a firm resolution that you were like at New Year's you said, or is this like forming now? Because mm. I would say every couple of minutes, I'm like, I think this might be my resolution. I don't think I don't know if I said anything really loud at New Year's, except for okay, one the one that I knew that I wanted to do at New Year's was like more dates this year, more like special dates because like you have a boyfriend <laughs> yeah, with my boyfriend. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> because like when you live together. It becomes so easy to just kind of improvise, you know, each night. Like even like, you know, in terms of like even if you do go out, you probably decide to go to that restaurant on the night or like maybe we should go see a movie and use you know, there's no like planned out dates. Mm. And I'm like, I want to play more dates. But anyway, put that aside. But it will be lovely. What one of my other ones is God, um, I'm jealous of Sam. What a year he's about to have. It's gonna be good. Swept off his feet, taken to the Rose Garden, mm, you know, maybe yeah. a class. A class. You should do a cooking class. Yeah, Michael and I did a cooking class. We love. I think I've talked about it on the pod. Oh, absolutely! It was amazing. Did you make friends for life? No. Okay. I would say I made really stilted conversation with people, but yeah, Michael and I, Michael and I made friends for life. (laughs) I've noticed that you guys seem really close. (laughs) Um. Okay. One of my other news resolutions is um. What it's pinned down to specifics, it is um, scowl less, smile more. <laughs> oh, that's nice. And I think it's more about yeah, bringing back joy, bringing back kindness, offering. I'm like, can I see your smile? <laughs> it was sort of um, it's like um, it, he's giving me like no teeth is the most important thing. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And then it's like it's kind of like he's just woken up. <laughs> You can't. You actually can't smile at someone I know, with teeth. I know. <laughs> that's terrifying. The smile is kind of like you've just woken up and you're like, I don't regret the person I sleep with, and then that's the smile that you've given. That's the smile you were giving me. Yeah. It's like, hmm. well, and and Sam gets that every morning. <laughs> morning, beautiful. Is morning that gorgeous. was sort of the, that's the subtext behind the smile. True. 
I think I think I, I always think about lifting my eyebrows. Ah. And I feel like that's such a mood lifter for me. It's <laughs> kind of scary to me. No, just like not with a smile, but just with a like I just oh my gosh. like sometimes I'll be in a meeting and I'll just like lift my eyebrows. It kind of, it's quite nice. Do you not feel like that almost feels like you're internalizing a thought of like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's what you're going to say. I think I just, I feel a um, shift mm. in my sort of chakras. I sort of, it goes up. And yeah. I often like to lift my hands above my head when I walk on the street. True. You know, I've got a similar, um, I actually do have a similar resolution to What's that. What's yours? My one is treating the city like a village. Nice. So like, thank you so much for my coffee. Try and learn their lame. Yeah. You know, that kind of, excuse me, miss, you've forgotten your thing. You know, that kind of, like calling, because I feel like it's easier to jump to, I'll just pretend I didn't see that and let them get on with that. Totally. Versus like breaking the bubble and like engaging with strangers. And whenever people do that, I'm always like, wow, what an amazing kind person. And you know what? It doesn't take that much effort to do it. I was watching two people on the street yesterday um, and it was the, it was this exchange. I'm like, I'm so used to seeing this. And it plays out the same every time with humans. Mm. Um, and it's like, it has the same energy. It has the same choreography. It was like a dance, <laughs> which is a lady has left a booking. Like she's had her hair done. She's been, she's been at the dentist or wherever. She's had her Botox done. She's left something there. Mm. She's forgotten about that. She's paid. She's walked on out. The service worker who's been there has like got the glasses. Yeah. She runs out behind on the street. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. Yeah. The lady immediately jumps to, I forgot to pay. I've done something. Mm. <laughs> you know, her energy's, she turns around. What's wrong? What's wrong? Then the lady goes, you just forgot your hat. And then this lady, the first lady is like embarrassed. That she made such a scene. Yeah. yeah. It was like, oh my God, oh sorry. Oh God, yeah, all oh, clumsy me. Mm. Would forget my head if it wasn't screwed on. And then the service worker has to pivot into like accommodating that vulnerability. Oh my God, it's fine. And then anyway, sorry, anyway, yeah. you know, enjoy your day. And I just watched that play out. And I was like, I've seen that play out time and time again. Mm. And it's such an emotional roller coaster. Like everyone's sort of shifting and turning and... It's beautiful to watch. And do you think there should be any change in that behavior or are you just appreciating I don't think it's possible. The, I think it's yeah. probably one of the first encounters man had with like, Adam and Eve. That's what happened. It's with like the you apple. forgot your... You left your apple. <laughs> I'm thank so you, sorry. Thank you, Adam. Oh my gosh. I meant to bite that first. Or like you forgot your leaf, you know, like the <laughs> great... You forgot your leaf. Oh my oh God. My gosh, oh, sorry. Thank you so much. My cock and balls have been out. <laughs> anyway, that's no, fine. It honestly happens all the time. You know, that's... Anyway, see, see you around the garden. <laughs> that's what I think. I think there's a snake in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the one of the things that that has driven me into um, uh, <laughs> opportunity to smile more is uh, a girl on the ferry home from Waiheke just before um, New Year's. She put both of her feet into my seat, and I was like, "Oh, like I don't know." She was just was she a little girl or like a girl nineteen? No, full grown, a full grown woman. And um, you know, she was probably just sorting something out. But my immediate reaction was to like turn around and glare. Uh So awful. I was like, what a little scum. I mean, I don't approve of her behavior, but also I don't approve of my own behavior. I would scowl at that. Yes, but then she um, recognized me. Oh. And and Laura was with me as well. Laura Daniel. And we, and they had, and her and all of her friends had been to see us on at Slideshow Comedy, a wonderful comedy show produced by Tim (laughs) Bad. Oh my God. <laughs> and so then we basically talked to them for the whole rest of the ride of the ferry. They were lovely, wonderful people, but I was the whole time I was like, she saw me clear. Oh but she God. was probably thinking, I put my feet into the back of his seat. Seat. But still, part of me is I would hate for her to be spreading the word that I'm a glera. And I would like to, ch- and but she would be being honest because I am. It's hard because it's the initial. It's like your primal response, mm. and I say that's a royal you. Like I, yeah, I, I yeah, feel okay. that you too. Of like, it's my immediate feeling is is to is to growl, is to raise my heckles mm. and and scowl at someone. Yeah. And I should yeah, we should hope for the best in everyone, but it's hard to. It is hard to, but. I feel like it could be a small change for me to put some more positive energy out into the world. One person I think about, now that we're just talking about like people who have had like big impacts on our lives, one person I think about all the time, and mm-hmm. I would say has had the greatest impact on Michael and I's relationship in recent history, wow. her history, is um, we were in... History, we're lifting up straight oh, history. <laughs> history. 
<laughs> I was thinking so much about um, Napoleon, the movie, and I felt like the tagline should have been his story. So that would have been <laughs> so funny. That's perfect. It would have been so good. I'm like, come on. I can't believe you watched that. You've been watching so many movies, but um, which is awesome. But Napoleon was one that I was like, oh, that's crazy that Chris Richards said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a major story behind that in a way, but oh, yeah. I, I don't know if it's for like public. But we needed a space in which we weren't talking to people mm. who were with us. <laughs> and so we were like, Napoleon! Because <laughs> it's like three hours. Yeah, yeah, perfect. I um, get it. <laughs> but being their queen. <laughs> yeah. And that's what movies are for. So um, who's had the, this big influence on you? Not okay. <laughs> When you said Napoleon before, I thought Napoleon, <laughs> that was the answer. I was like, no. oh. But, okay, we'll get into the movies later. Um, okay, so we were in Seville, or Seville, or wherever in Spain. Mike mm. and I were on our honeymoon. And we're walking on this big, there's this giant sculpture, like a piece of architecture that's like the biggest wooden freestanding architecture piece in the, I don't know, Michael knows what it is, but it's beautiful. It's like a big honeycomb with like stands and you stand on top of it. Oh, cool. And you get a view out of um, Seville. And we were there and I was like, oh, we should go for the sunset. Um, and we also, and, and a bunch of other people had that idea. It was like 36 degrees as well. So it was like, this is the best time to do it because you yeah. won't die up there. Fry. So we stand up there and there's like all these couples and everyone's there and we're all like watching the sunset over Spain. Like incredible memory. And naturally the phones, you know, come up and people are trying to capture it and they're doing that thing where they're taping the phone and bringing down the exposure so they get mm-hmm. the, can capture it. And, and I just, Mike and I both turned to our right and there's this woman on her own, doled up, hair slicked back, beautiful braid. She's in a gorgeous green dress, heels. She's dressed up for the night. Makeup done. She looks flawless. She's not with anyone, not a single person. She's got the prime spot. She stands looking at the sunset and she doesn't take her eyes off it. She doesn't look through her phone. She doesn't anything. She just watches the sun go down on her own. And she's just like, just breathing and just taking it all in. And I stopped watching the sunset and I just started watching her. I was just like, her ability to just like enjoy the moment that's incredible and just like and beyond even like I should put my phone away but like beyond that she was like using it to go in and mm. like and she was like filling her cup up and she was on her own and she was loving it and then the sun went doop, like under the horizon and that's the noise it made doop. and then she just was like that <laughs> kind of like swallowed <sighs> took a breath and then just walked away and I was like who is she? She is our next leader. Wow. She is incredible. Like she's going to save the planet. The growth. I don't know what she was processing, but I was like, amazing. And we think about her all the time. The idea of getting all dressed up, all done up for a sunset, for a sunset, for, for and for yourself. You're not thinking about impressing anyone else. Incredible. Well, this is all was she all was she wanted to impress the other people watching. No, because they're all going to be couples. She didn't even not even glare at anyone around her. There was not even a, she didn't ch- fix her hair. Mm. She just was like connected to the sun. <laughs> it's interesting because I was reading this book about how we should um, how we hang out with each other mm-hmm. and like the, how you know the internet being online is such a roadblock to that. Even though it's been about creating. Ways to like speed connection up. It mm-hmm. actually is more focused on like productivity of work and like being able to sort of check emails while on the go. Um, but it was talking about the idea of like what sublime is, and the sublime is something that um, like man cannot make, and therefore it's like sublime. This is like a cunt, cunt. Um, the <laughs> philosopher. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was like, <laughs> stop calling me that. <laughs> Idea. Anyway, I didn't. I haven't read any cunt, but I have um, <laughs> read this quote in this book, and <laughs> how like we marvel at the sublime because like man cannot create it itself. So as much as I like love the sky tower, like she is not sublime because mm, like we can. Under- man can we make can, that. We can understand how it's, it's come about. Yeah. Um, and I understand every detail of how they made and constructed the sky tower. <laughs> I think about it all the time. I know how it stays up. In my mind, Lego. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Like, they yeah, just yeah. put a bit on top of a bit. But um, they, then they put the big wide bit on and then they put the big the stick on top. And then it goes bloop on the and top. Like, click that. <laughs> and then John and Ben walk on the outside and, and broadcast live. And that's how it was done. It was actually 30 minutes flat pack. Really? Um, they bought Huge. it online like in a cozy bed. They, yeah, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> 
they, they just opened the box, the box. and it expanded by itself up. <laughs> it took like three weeks to fit to really firm. Yeah. Um, no, but like how the internet as a space is a space where like you would never encounter the sublime because it, um, the internet entirely is a man-made like space mm. environment. So you can witness photos of sunsets. You can see things that are like capturing the sublime, but to witness itself is not sublime. Yeah. And I was like, what an interesting thing to be like, we actively choose to place ourselves in environments for five hours a day. Yeah. That is void of the sublime. Wow. Isn't, isn't that sad? Anyway, That's really the, sad. Anyway, I read that and it went like straight on my phone. It's amazing <laughs> when you have like an evening where you go and do something and you don't touch a phone at all as well. And then you're like, at the end of it, you're like, why do I feel so good? And it's It's weird when that. it pivoted from like a device, like a Bluetooth speaker to being something that is permanently in my hand and I don't think about. Yeah. Like I'm like, when I walk, when I walk from room to room, like it's with me versus yeah. like there would have been a time where I've been like, where's my phone? I've never once sort of said that. Maybe it's my goal. Mm. I would love to lose my phone. You know what I have begun to do? There's one step. I, I Recently, I've not been charging my phone overnight. So that it's kind of like half charged during the day, which means at some point during the day, I need to put on a charger and away from me for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like make it harder. Yeah, make it more difficult for yourself. Bring back buttons. I'm embroiled in a um, fight with Spark at the moment. Who actually? Uh, Honestly, I, I've, I have, I've had one on ones. I've had like I've one ounce them. Yeah, yeah. I'm in some email back and forth for it. Like when I bought this phone, I got signed up for mobile insurance, and then I've been charged Bitch. a bunch of times. And I've been email them. I've been like, and then they said they're like double in reports. It says mobile insurance. Yeah, double insurance. And they're like, mobile insurance was requested. And I was like, I did not request that. Show me the video footage of me requesting that I want this insurance. So I don't need it. I've got contents. Oh. Okay, I had a similar thing where I got a new phone. Like I went in, you know, when you swap your old phone for mm-hmm. a new one. And he or she or they who was working at Spark, mm-hmm. like didn't cancel the previous phone insurance and mm-hmm. then put new one. And like, cause I was like, when you buy the phone, you're just like, that one, thank you. And then they're like, yeah, absolutely. Just swap that all that for you. And you want insurance for that? And you're like, yes, please, whatever. And that noise is the um, keypad. Key and... So I was paying for a f- insurance on a phone that I wasn't, I didn't even have. But also, do you want mobile insurance at all? No, I didn't have it for this time. Yeah, because you don't need it. Because no. if you've got contents insurance, which you have to have to like... We don't have contents insurance, <gasps> but we need to get it. You do live in an apartment, which I feel like is a bit more protected than a house. Well, we and because our um, your body court fees cover mm, your uh, building insurance. House. But I guess if stuff is stolen from your bag or something... Yes, or if um, like I had a big hot thing of oil and then someone came in and attacked me and then the oil went like on a painting or something. Or like someone stole the painting, I don't know. I don't, Is that... I don't, I'm trying to think of an environment where... Specific someone... words in the contract. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know where the hot oil came You are from. covered if a big like, hot thing of oil <laughs> lands on a painting when an intruder comes into your apartment. A vat of oil. I was like, or maybe one's an accident or I don't know. Yeah. Does insurance cover you if you're just like, I drop my phone? Yeah. I've got to get it. That would be a great goal. I want to give my car like a facelift. I actually need to give my car. You would not believe what's going on with my car. My wheel is chipping off, like the steering wheel. Wow. And then like I have little bits on my hand after I drive. Mine has these <laughs> on either side above the doors. On either side of the cars, it's had this like rubber thing, which I guess is meant to stop water leaking through. And they just, <laughs> on both sides, started peeling off. And then this big wire came off. <laughs> and then these wires, we'd be driving the car, and these wires would be going <laughs> on the windows <laughs> everywhere we drove. So we've just ripped them out and not replaced them. Now there's just leaky holes in the car. And then a cop hit my... Mirror. Oh Do my god, I forgot that. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> my mirror. We were at um, our friend Brittany's house playing a board game, and then, yeah, a cop um, knocked my side mirror off my and car. And they tried to drive away. No, they didn't. And they tried, and then they came back. They were like, oh, oh we probably should. Is that what happened? Yes. Because Joseph was outside and saw yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, wow. He's like, had he not been like, oh, and saw it, they would have driven away. 
Constable Terry was the guy. They were very apologetic about it, but yeah. And then and then there was a report, and I gave them all my details, and um, nothing has happened. So at the moment, my side mirror is taped back into place because of the cops. Because of the cops beating you up, beating me up, beating me up because I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> and when I drive my car at the moment, it's trying to. It knows. I bet that cop was gay. That's gay on gay violence again. <laughs> yeah, it is. If he was straight, we'd be lifting. If, if he was straight, I'd be like, clip it. <laughs> Go off, go off, King. But at the moment when I drive my car, <laughs> just the mirror is trying to put itself back into position, but it does it doesn't know what's going on, and oh, it go, just goes that poor mirror for the whole time. Yeah, it's recalling out for help. I think fixing your car is a tricky one because I, for me, it's an issue of like trauma and mm. you know a system that like didn't allow me to be my authentic self, where like I don't feel like I can ask for help. Yeah. I don't even know like which things you go to the panel beta for and which things you go to the mechanic for. That's the issue. I'm like, <laughs> I would love to give the car a scrub. I want a new... I don't even know if you can replace the driving wheel, yeah. the steering wheel. I certainly don't want a um, cover on it. <laughs> no, yuck. Yeah. I, I fucking hate, hate those. I don't want a, a big sheep, you know, a big sheepy <laughs> woolly steering wheel in this 30 degree heat. A hot plenty hands. <laughs> so rubbing up and down a lambskin. <laughs> no. Just turning up everywhere sweaty sheep hands. Although I do want the beads on the seats. Beads on the seats. You know how like sometimes people have like taxi drivers back in like the nineties would have like mm. beads on the they're like they're I'm not familiar covers. with beads on the seats. Seat covers with beads on it. Beads. Does it, does it massage you? Are you? I think so. Mm. They're kind of wooden beads. Anyway, I was like, I'm curious about that, but um, like a shark mat, you know? Yeah. But I want it like I want, <laughs> I want it a permanent shark mat. <laughs> when you try the first minute, you're like, ow, ow, no, it gets good after all. It gets good and after all. Like, and then you're like. <laughs> My back's hot. Uh. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like I, I agree. I don't know what goes. And, and then like, who just does like, I guess what Pimp My Ride were doing? Stereos in the back of your car. Stereos, covers on the TV screens. TV screens. Who, who does TV screens on the back Who of the puts seat? like a popcorn maker and like a... <laughs> <laughs> who puts a hot tub in my boot? <laughs> exactly. Who in the city does that? <laughs> but like, that's kind of what I want someone to do to my car is like mm. sort of... And I want it to be clean. Yeah. And you hop in and you think, mm, but not. Sometimes when you're in a too clean car, you're like, what's, what's, what's up? What's going on here? What's yeah, I, on? I need to see a little bit of personality. Somewhere in between so much mess that it smells and mm. um, like that's too far. And like a bit of sand. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. oh, you went to the beach. Lovely. But when it's like, when it's almost like an Uber, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. like my friend who bought a Prius. That's. But it, what are they doing? Uh, Honestly, they're really rocking a Prius. Yeah, nice. They love it. And it's fun being in there, but for a moment you do have to be like, you're not in an Uber, you're not in an Uber, you're not in an Uber. Wow. My dad's partner's an Uber driver. I only found this out recently. Oh. He's an early ch- early childhood educator and an Uber driver. So, and I, the reason I want to bring this up is because um, just my dad's... Brag. Says, my dad says something funny. <laughs> <laughs> that I want to repeat. Oh yeah, Dad was trying to work out what to get me for uh, my birthday, and he was going to get. He bought me the uh, a Marlon Williams vinyl that I already had, oh, oh. and so then he was like, "Well, I'm going to exchange it for something else." And and then his partner, who's closer to my my age, which you know I deal with in my own way, but um, he it turns out has with, been, a, with a smile, with a smile, <laughs> no glares. Um, he turns out has great taste in music, and so he was like offering all these different ideas. They ended up getting me a beach house vinyl, but Dad was sitting. Me records and being like, "Do you want this? Do you want this?" And then one of them he sent me was a uh, was the Boy Genius album, great oh. album. And he was, and, but he wrote, my dad wrote in the message, "Have you heard of these guys? They're ex-Christian lesbians." <laughs> so they were Christian lesbians, and now they're now ex-Christian, ex-Christian lesbians. lesbians. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think that's a genre. <laughs> but, I reckon it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, just like common things. Well, I, my dad does this thing as well. Whenever he's talking about someone who is gay, he'll like do them. He's like, oh yeah, there's this um, amazing guy. He's a young politician, gay man. Oh, and I love <laughs> he that. He always throws that in. Gay man. My dad did it. Um, <laughs> my dad actually emailed Michael and I, <laughs> which is always a nice. Email um, and it just says New York Times France gets its youngest and first openly gay prime minister, <laughs> and then an article and he's like, yeah, France gets this. That's just the email and he sent it to me and Michael. So good on the tenth of January. Yeah, which I back in the early days, my mum would do that about any articles about gay parents about gay men adopting children. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know what I don't like about that, actually, um, is the youngest openly gay mm. prime minister. I'm like, just... Just say twink. Just say youngest. <laughs> or just say openly. Just say twink. France gets a twink <laughs> prime minister. France's first twink <laughs> prime minister. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Have you met our Prime Minister? Oh, he's a twink. It's amazing. When I actually, I read that story about the Prime Minister and... Um, do you is know? he a fascist or is he like a liberal? I don't know. It all seems to be swinging fascist at the moment. I think he's kind of. I think he's leftish. Leftish. I think he's like Labour-ish. Yeah. Um, sort of, sort of centrist. <laughs> Disparate. Um, <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> pathetic. Spineless. But he. I don't know if the French Prime Minister has that much power because they've got a president and a prime minister. Oh yeah. How does that work? Um, that literally. How does France, that work? France. Is crazy. Yeah. Have you seen Anatomy of a Fall? No, I got away. Oh my god, their like um, court system is wild. Really? But yeah, it's just like a bit of a chat. Oh. It's like a chat in a room, being like, "What do you think? Guilty? Not guilty? Oh, I don't know. Wow. Let's have a little break, a little lunch, and then we'll chat some more." Uh, not guilty. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of how it feels. You got to watch Anatomy of a Fall. I do. Okay, so we get into movie chats. Okay, and welcome to our new segment, Movie Review with Kate Roger. <laughs> I love Kate, Kate Roger. Roger. Queen of the week. Queen of the week. Kate Roger is the queen, queen of, of the, the week. week. She's, she's awesome. She's What an awesome lady. She's so cool. And I'm like, I'm to see her at work, and every time I'm like, do you realise you've got the dream job? She's, her job is crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable. She just gets to kind of work for the newsroom. Yeah. Mainly movies. Go see the movies. Give it a star rating. Come out and tell the nation. Because her job existed when there was still like, we still needed like a scandal queenie. Mm, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Where we're like, we didn't really have the internet. So we'd have like, Kate Roger would go like, watch a film, tell us to go watch. And then we would... Honestly, watch it. I was like 10 years old I'd be watching the news I'd be like here we go what's Kate yeah. and I'd be like what's the new kids movie for this summer and mm-hmm. she'll be like meh you know like and you'd be like okay we're not gonna go see it reminds me of Margaret Agnew secondary queen of the week do you know Margaret Agnew I actually only met her for the first time recently when I um, won my award at Kennedy University oh, yeah. but she was doing the write up but she did the movie reviews for the press wow and I just remember it would be like Margaret Agnew said this is a four star so we should yeah. go see it God, it's good, isn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah, I love Kate Roger. Huge Same. Star Wars fan. Massive Star Wars fan. Big. She, she only just got on Letterboxd, Kate. Did she? Yeah, yeah. I love I She love reviewed it. about 200 movies in one day. So I was going through my feed and it was just Kate star rating <laughs> old, old films that she saw ages ago. <laughs> Honestly, though. I loved her. She is Letterbox. She is Letterbox. She's human Letterbox. She's human Letterbox. I love her. Um, okay, so Saltburn. So salt. Okay, so have you seen it, eh? Yes, and I actually saw it before anyone was really talking about. I saw it like very early days before it was much of a thing, and I saw it and I kind of enjoyed it mm. just because of I don't know. There's lots of fun things to watch, and then at the end I was like, well, that movie had no point. It's an interesting relationship between, like, it's kind of like. A little bit of that um, call me by your name relationship of like that sort of gay obsession focusing mm. on this yearning, a lot of gay yearning. and yeah. like, But it's weird because he's an evil little shithead in the yeah. end. Yeah, and to spoil the movie. Yeah, I mean... Which it, you've all seen by now, yeah. surely. But yeah, the fact that it's all his evil little gay plan and really the, ruined everything that I'd seen before then. Kind of to the point where I was like, is he... Gay, I don't yeah. know. Like, is he just sociopathic? Just psycho, yeah. yeah. Which is a, definitely a genre mm. of maybe he's gay, maybe he's just um, a sociopath. Tell him to Mr. Ripley. <laughs> Dharma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's true though, right? Yeah, it is true. Um, but yeah, he's like... It's just, I don't, yeah, I, and I guess that's probably the danger for me. A little bit of that film is like, is that sort of like 
gays have such sick little fucking minds. You know, mm. that like, look at this disgusting little rat slurping up his cum water and like all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, that, and then, of course, he's going to kill him, that greedy little troll head. You know, it's, like, it's just sort of, it had that kind of energy to it. I, in a group chat recently, someone described it as a very right-wing movie. And the more I thought about that, the more I'm like, this is, that's so true. Because I think... It's hard when you know that she... Is a big Tory. It's big. <laughs> well, like, I don't know if she is a Tory politically, but she's no, but wealthy she sort of, as hell. If you watch her <laughs> videos, she sort of talks like, and it's oh, she's horrible to listen to. She's so rich. Mm. Then and then you realize the film is about a whole bunch of quite generous rich people who are very sweet, yeah. who bring people into their big estate, and then serves them right for being kind. They get killed. They get killed by this disgusting little middle rat, homosexual uh, middle rat, <laughs> middle class. Gay rat. Yeah, and because because I was thinking about in comparison to Promising Young Woman, which I guess is like a revenge fantasy, right? The whole movie mm. is not really being like this is how you should live your life or this is how you should do things. It's kind of like extending the idea of revenge fantasy as far as possible. And this to me is maybe like a fantasy, like like rich people's fears brought to life. Essentially, that the middle class are going to come and tear them apart from the inside. So you've yeah. got to keep. It. And th- but then I was like, but then you're just reinforcing those. Ideas? I don't know. And then the thing that really I was like, uh, was like, I've watched like some of her clips of her talking about it. There's this video where, there's this video where she's doing, a, I think, an interview for like Vanity Fair and she's like breaking down a scene. And then she's like, yes, because I, I just don't think anyone's nice. I don't like writing nice characters because I don't think we as people are nice. I don't know anyone who's nice. And I was just thinking like, that is such an indictment on you and your friendships yeah. because... I know so many nice people. Mm. Kate Roger. Kate Roger is so a nice. really nice person. <laughs> An amazingly nice person. Petra Vegas. Yeah. So nice. Generous. Know. Kind. Carnoa Lloyd. Mm, so kind. Lovely. So generous. You know, yeah. and that's just and that's just famous people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the celebrities we know. <laughs> <laughs> New segment, nice celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> nice celebrities we know. <laughs> but like yeah, I just was like, I don't know. I find it, this film to be... Sh- and just like some of the sort of visuals, that sort of like euphoria-esque like party sequency stuff. Mm, but yeah, I do yeah. think it's a film I would have frothed for being 19. Yeah, like, I, I just so thought too. it was. I thought it was... As a teenager, I would have loved it. it. I would have loved it. But it's interesting thinking about Jacob Bellotti as like you're this... He's, you know, driving a couple of big films and he's doing SNL... Right, probably right now. Yeah, as we speak. <laughs> and what an interesting guy. What an interesting life. I wonder how KJ Apper feels about him as someone who like kind of oh, had that also similar was a journey. heartthrob from Australasia. Yes, but then kind of <laughs> went down the like Riverdale route. Because Jacob Elordi is Australian, right? Australian. Yeah. And has got to do like, he did like kind of weird Netflix series mm. and then has been up, and then got that euphoria leap. Sidestepped into the mainstream. So I think the thing I've been thinking a lot about is how Timothy Chalamet is like our... Yeah, he is like our current sort of Leo. Yeah. Heading into, bear with me, Tom Hanks. Like, in wow. terms of, I think about this move into Wonka. Yeah, yeah, which is a big crowd pleaser. Damn, he's like, because the thing about these like... But he literally made a, a like a kind of almost pro cannibal movie like not that long ago. A pro what? Well, there's a the cannibal romance. Oh yeah, which <laughs> I love. I actually haven't seen that. It's, it gave me the it gave me shivers. Yeah, it was an amazing experience actually of feeling like the city's a village when um, everyone in the cinema like the last scene happened and it goes to credits and the whole cinema goes. <laughs> like oh. we all shuddered. Wow, it was amazing. <laughs> like everyone was like, "Oh my god!" And then Michael turned to someone was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's great film. It's yeah, like great film. But um, there was a bit of that when I saw Saltburn. I saw it in a small mm. little theater at Rialto, and everyone on the way out was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, look at what that was. That wild. <laughs> it's wild. But I think, yeah, I think for me, like with something like say Bones and All, mm. you sort of buy. You understand like why they're driven to do the things they do. Whereas mm-hmm. like slurping the bathwater is like definitely like a shocking scene or humping the grave is like such a shocking scene. But I was just like, I don't know. I wish I, I just wanted to justify it more or something. Yeah. Like because I do kind of understand crazy gay desire and what it kind of leads you to do. Like, <laughs> you know, like I get that, but I'm like crazy gay desire. <laughs> <laughs> 
article title. <laughs> no, it's a memoir by Chris Parker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so Chalamet as Wonka is so interesting because it's like he's so um, family friendly. Mm. He's like letting go of his like edgelord status and is like, I'm here for the long haul. I could be in anything. Yeah. While I have this, while I while I look like Tom Thumb, you know. That's it. At least Wonka is, uh, you know, because Wonka's kind of an asshole as well as a character. Yeah. So in terms of family friendly, at least he's going for because the Gene Wilder performance in the original and the, and the way that character is built, I'm like, mm. it's still that like, interesting. Uh, I feel like a Lordy won't be like around. I don't think it'll be around forever. No, I don't think so either. But Timothy is obviously here to stay. And I actually think Barry Keoghan is here to stay. Yeah, same. He's a great actor. And I have the hots for him. I think he's hotter than... To me, I I go... I'm hotter for Barry than Jacob. Is it because he gets fully naked? Um, I did like that. (laughs) 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 And I loved... I mean, you know... All the criticism for Emerald Fennel, but I love that she's brought Sophie Ellis-Bixter back into the mainstream. And, and we watched the music video for Murder on the Dance Floor last night, and it is such a great video. It's a great video. I'm actually happy for Sophie. Love her. I yeah. don't know. There's a bit of her in the Robbie Williams doco, bad-mouthing Robbie, though, which I was yes. like, mm. Yes, and she talks, I think she had to make like an apology for it or yeah, something. Yeah, it's pretty savage. It's rude. But they were driven by like crazy British media. The British press driving them to do crazy things, yeah. I think... I don't know. I, the way I feel about da- Murder on the Dance Floor coming back is a little bit, I feel like, how some people felt about um, we're running up that road, running up oh, that road. I hated back, that. Oh, where my I'm, like, God. I'm starting to see it again now on like people making green smoothies to like Murder on the Dance Floor. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're kind of ruining this song for me a little bit. Yeah, true. Like, reels I think, ruin everything. Yeah, reels. <laughs> reels. They suck. We're all being buried under a pile of reels. reels. Like it just destroys the joy and love of anything pure. Yeah, those little bites of songs. You're like, oh, this is a great song. Cut to immediately someone's making like a nut bar. Yeah. Um, with oh, like just that shit. Like when people were making their Christmas crack, oh, I was like, I'm going to fucking jump. What is Christmas crack? Oh my God. You watch so much stuff that I <laughs> have not even seen a glimpse of. <laughs> Honestly, I, it's a, it's my curse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good. Like, I'm glad. No. I love to hear about it through you. It's the worst. Because not only do you watch it once, you watch it like 19, 20 times. So everyone's like, it's my turn to make the viral Christmas crack. It's like, you don't need a turn. You yeah. actually don't need a turn because we've seen someone make it. So it's like, get like salada crackers, put them on a tray, put brown sugar all over it, and then they put chocolate on top, and then they, you can throw whatever you want on top, and then it's like, you break it off, and it's delicious. And it's just like... Oh, oh my god That's grim And I Like My brain feels like It's like doing nangs Or something Like it doesn't even bring me The euphoria though It just brings me yeah, There's no high Just, just the aftermath Killing brain cells Just feels like metal And then it's done to like One of your favourite songs And you're just like Oh god Yeah Anyway Sam's <laughs> Sam keeps watching these Um TikToks, they keep popping up with this guy. This guy. I hate it so much. This is an Australian guy who's like reviewing, he's just always talking about the pop girls and like where they're at in their careers. Like the new Ari song, she's talking about like breaking down all the, and he's fucking, he sounds so dumb. <laughs> everyone, who's, who's making the roads? Like who's, if everyone's, I just feel like everyone's, a critic or a fashion mm. forecaster or has a podcast. And yet we're losing all the actual critics. Pitchfork, yes. the biggest music, like, yes. I, to me, the like go-to music review site has just been folded under GQ, which is, like, really the end of, like, <laughs> music criticism as we know it. It's kind of, like, fully coming to which is why we need Kate Roger. 100%. Hold on to the Kate Roger for film. We need, we need someone like that for music. Because <sighs> I remember, like, Rip It Up magazine, like I would mm. read the music reviews every time and you'd trust those star ratings and there's nowhere to go where you can trust it now. Now you're listening to this fucking Australian guy being like, Ariana, <laughs> Ariana and Spongebob. <laughs> he's, he's a fan of the pod. I know, he's crying right now. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Like, actually stop it. You know, I agree. I think it's this thing of like this shift from when we were like, well, maybe all the reviews shouldn't come from one person, mm. you know, and what you can gather from like a general consensus. Yes, yes, but yes. But I feel like that way because everyone's trying to have the take. It's like before the thing even gets to 
get out there, breathe and live, it's like, it's great. It's the worst. It's the worst because of this. It's well now because it's actually the worst. It's actually the best again, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. like it's just come out. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about that? Um, Ariana coming back? I love Ariana. She was yeah. actually my top artist on Spotify for like about three years in a row back in the day. So yeah. to have her back is great. I think the song is cool. I love the long intro. Last night we watched the Paula Abdul video, which she's ripping off, I think. Yes. And the Paula Abdul video. Unbelie- well, unbelievable performer, Paula Abdul. She is such I a crazy idea. dancer. Her dancing. Yeah, her dancing's amazing. It's She'll like unbelievable. And yeah. She's so cool. I will say Ariana's not an amazing dancer. She's having seen she's, her live. Yes. Where she um sort of got lifted and placed around the stage. Well, she's this video t- is the same as what Dua's done, right? Where I think people have crit- criticized her for being a bad dancer for a while. So she was like. Yeah, I'm going to show you a full dance, but video. it's this but ballet like, thing, and it's soft, and it's, it's like soft, really yeah. like. And I've seen people like recreating that dance, and I've loved it, like this sort of like slower, mm. really pointed balletic vibe. But um, she's this. There is a sort of lacklusterness to her way of doing it. I really watched the video, and I was like, and she's not. There's a lot of times where she is not moving at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then there's a couple of times where she, she does some little like one two steps where I'm like oh okay there's a little bit of dance ability there but it is interesting she's going to be in Wicked you know like <sighs> which you know as much as it's just as much as she was like I'm just thinking about like Seven Rings mm. Ari and like she, and like kind of yeah like that Ari who was like the big puffer jackets and was yeah. so mysterious and like framing and was trying to be like. Not white, Not white. <laughs> and she's she's really looks white in this oh, video. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's in a while. She's got that tan right <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's had a big Sinai scrub, <laughs> and she's yeah, come yeah. out <laughs> white as anything. <laughs> and like, but she's like, and she's about to head into like, like musical Wizard of Oz, like goofery. It's and gonna, it's very <sighs> interesting. I feel like around this, I don't know, discussion of cringe. I feel like cringe is kind of a big mm. issue at the moment, and. I'm like, we kind of have to get over it, I think, in order to create art. Wicked the Musical. Well, I don't know if Wicked the Musical is art. And I don't think it, I think it'd be great, but. It's going to be so interesting because I still think of Wicked as like a new musical. Because to me, it was like, (laughs) growing up, it was like the first new musical I heard of. Like the Uh. first time a musical had come out that I heard about it. It's probably 20 years old. It is 20 years old. Oh, brother. Here's what I think is going to be weird is like the continuing development of the fact that her and SpongeBob had a full affair when he'd just had a baby and then the marriage broke up and now the wife has um, publicly spoken ill of Ariana, said said horrible things about SpongeBob. Sorry, he is in Wicked with her. They met ah, on set. Okay, his name's Ethan Slater. I actually saw him live playing SpongeBob, and he's great. Isn't he's he? amazing. Um, but obviously, a horrible husband to his wife. But who knows? I guess we don't know the things. I will say, what, here's my hope for Ariana, because the wife um, came out and did an interview where she said Ariana's not a girl's girl, and I was like, man, it would be so, so slay. <laughs> <laughs> if she, if she do it in Australian accents, man, it would be so slay <laughs> if she did a song called "Girls Girl." Oh, that would be. I'm like, great. You, yeah, it would be. It would be. Um, it would be cunt. <laughs> oh, <God>. Sorry, <laughs> cunt. It would be cunt, <laughs> as in free from the sublime. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a fact of the game? I do actually. Oh. Yes, and it's on the subject of music. Oh my god! Perfect segue. <sighs> Gonna nibble on this little strawberry that we've got a bowl of. Fact of the game. I was uh, looking up because my dad met his partner through the um, Gals Choir, Gay Lesbian Singers in Auckland, and I was wondering, I wonder when the first uh, gay choir started. And it was, of course, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus, the mm. world's first openly gay chorus. One of the world's largest male choruses got 300 members. The group most often credited with creating the LGBT choral movement. They got 300 members. That is a big movement, isn't it? Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. And they sing like pop songs sometimes? A mixture of traditional, like my dad's choir will do like um, like one traditional, like uh, maybe like an African um, song and then a modern pop song and then maybe Imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blackbirds in, in the dead, all that. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I like, like that. that. Yeah. You have to audition to be in the San Francisco Gaming's Choir, though. His, uh, I think Gals is open, open access. Imagine not getting in. Brutal, eh? There's like, 300 people in that choir. In many ways, that is 
what the community can be like. Mm. You have to be good enough to be a part of this. <laughs> you have to be good enough to hang out. <laughs> and in many ways, being gay is seeing 300 gay men hanging out without you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. What a great um start to the year. Really good to kick off. Really good to talk about film, mm. music. Just Kate to hear Roger, that back of the gate just wash right over us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to hear that. <laughs> um hey, we have a live show coming up. Oh, yes. Go to qtheater.co.nz. We're doing a live part as a live pod as part of a Q um Q Theatre's podcast podcast festival. There's a whole bunch of live podcasts happening. The worst idea of all time. Rats in, in the, the gutter. gutter. Petra Bagus one about um, oh, grey areas. Grey areas. I love like grey areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I could um, relate more, but I love Petra Bagus. I've got some grey areas. Yeah, I um, I'm a blonde boy, so I'm yeah, gonna, I reckon I'm going to go white. They're really um, starting to appear on the top. Of my, like for ages, I've had greys on the sides, mm. and now they're popular, pro- properly ingraining themselves. You could talk to Petra about this. Yeah, good. <laughs> Yeah, what if she needs a guest for great areas? I think she would love it if you went up to her and, oh my God, that plane. Wow. It looked like it almost flew. Wait, where? Oh. Uh, look out into the view. <laughs> a plane has just flown into the sky. <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, because when I saw it, it flew like behind her. Yeah. Um, Oh, is it a war plane as well? I don't know, but it just took me by surprise. It doesn't look like a passenger plane to me. Anyway, that was a little dark thing that happened, but it... Imagine if that's how the news broke. <laughs> and also, like, it's like, and like, when like, you know, because you know, people go this back. isn't going out live. We're going to send this to Tim and then he's going to put it out when he wants to. So, so <laughs> the news is going to break on Tuesday that this happened on Saturday. No, but you know, like, when people look back at like media, like, oh, oh yeah, like, this yeah, person yeah. was live and da, 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 you know, it's like, imagine it's like, when they make the documentary about it, there's a little, <laughs> so this audio is part of it. <laughs> so I was like, you've got to listen to this. Um, it's a 49-minute podcast, but in the last minute of it, the plane <laughs> flew into the sky. The plane flew into the sky tower. Anyone has to listen to so us being like, we hate gay men. We, we love straight men. We love straight men. <laughs> Kate Roger. <laughs> you talking about your grey hairs? I know. And then me going, then, oh, my God, a plane just Bam. The fun of it is us just crying, being like, we've got a live podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon the, podcast would have, the live podcast would happen? I think, yeah, there's enough time to sort of. <laughs> I think they did SNL the week after 9 11. Yeah, but that's not a live <laughs> podcast that probably no one's turning up for anyway. Yeah, there's a bird on our deck. It's the first time for everything. Okay, wrapping this up. Like and subscribe. <laughs> See you at the live pod. Bye. I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a phase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.